0: and welcome to the show everybody my name is kevin mcdonald and you're listening to positive talk radio here on kknw 1150 and it's monday and we've got a great show for you today i hope that you'll stay for the entire time we have a gentleman he's been independently wealthy since he was 42 he's worked for tony robbins among many other people he has been featured in forbes magazine inc Authority Magazine, Entrepreneur, Thrive Global, and Fortune, among others. He is a business uh, coach, and he teaches people how to um, scale their businesses to where they never thought possible. But first, um, Eric's business has already scaled past what he thought possible. How are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing awesome, thank you. This will be a fun episode today. This this gentleman has been He's been, as they say, around the block a little bit, and he's Fantastic. been very successful uh, in do everything that he does. But uh, um, what the heck happened to our weather? And is, is Memorial Day <laughs> going to be nice? Now, we just, uh, you know, we went, we skipped spring. We went to from winter to summer, uh, and it was just a super brief uh, summer, and now we're into the fall. So just enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> have some cocoa. Put on a scarf. No, uh, it I- It's going to be warming up later in the week. Oh, that's good because, uh, you know, this is Memorial Day weekend coming up, isn't it? That's right. Yep, yep. And some of us are taking some time off, but others of us are working.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that's all entirely up to you, sir. (laughs) That's your call, whether you want to work on a holiday or not
0: i didn't you sound like my assistant she's she's terrible that way anyway um I, i'm excited about our guest his name is mitch russo and um mitch has been around he's got a podcast he does all kinds of stuff and he coaches people and um uh, mitch
1: how are you today it's nice to have you on the show thank you kevin i'm great today i uh I'm enjoying another beautiful sunny day here on the coast, on the southern coast of Florida and enjoying the uh, the beach today. Uh, now, do you live, what part of Florida did you live? Pompano Beach, Florida. Oh, do you have alligators down there? Not near me, but they are here in Florida.
0: I know, I know they're as, as well as everything else under the sun. Yeah. Um, but in, in any event, it's great to have you here. And uh, I was looking at your website, by the way, if you want to go talk look at Mitch's website, it's Mitch Russo 360.com. Correct.
1: Yep. Or you can go directly to Mitch Russo.com. And that's really my, my coaching in business website.
0: Now you have been doing stuff for a very, very long, obviously for a long time, you've been successful. You've had a, um, a large business that you sold for, I believe, eight figures, um, and so you're now independently wealthy and are able. But you have decided, rather than to get on a yacht and to go sailing around the world, you uh, decided you wanted to give back and to help people.
1: Exactly, and and I think you'll find that when you speak to people who are successful, <clears throat> the money is part of it, and it's certainly a a, a scorecard. But ultimately, it gets boring. Um, If you say hit a financial goal and then stop, Uh, what's more exciting and what you really come to realize is that your true purpose is always helping others. And so um, as satisfying as it is to maybe make a lot of money and have a liquidity event, as they say, it's more satisfying to help others and see them reach and achieve their dreams as well.
0: There are lots of people that would love to be able to be an entrepreneur and to make a lot of money. And, 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 and it isn't about making the money. It's about having the impact. Correct. But what is it that prevents people, in your opinion, from reaching the stars, as it were, and to have maximum impact?
1: Well, I, I, it comes down to a lot of different factors. Uh, possibly the first is how badly do you want it? If you don't really want it that badly, it's going to be hard to achieve something you don't want, uh, particularly when things don't go right. And by the way, anybody in business knows things don't go right a lot of the time. So if, uh, if you're the type of person who kind of tries at things and if it doesn't work out, you move on to the next, probably being an entrepreneur is not for you.
0: Does following your passion and doing what you really believe in Does that make a difference?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, if you're a passionate axe murderer, uh, I can't guarantee (laughs) that you'll have a successful career, although there's always room for hitmen in this world. Apparently, they get paid pretty well. Uh, So really, passion by itself is not that valuable. I have, you know, I've been a photographer all of my life since the age of eight or nine years old. And I've photographed all over the world. And I love photography. And it is my passion, but I would never try to make a living at it. And I think it's very hard to do to do that. Same with musicians. I mean, you talked about having a rock band in. I mean, ask them how much money they're making. The bottom line is that having a passion is great. It drives you. It keeps you feeling alive. But it's not always the best way to make money.
0: Yeah, I was talking with them today and uh, I'll announce who they are in a way, and perhaps actually later on in the show. But, um, I was talking with them and it's, it's really hard. They're very passionate. They're very good at what they do, but there's so many people that are also very good at what they do and the way the the music business is set up these days, it's just impossible for them to make, to, to really make uh, a living that they deserve to
1: make. Yeah, it goes without saying, I mean, <clears throat> bottom line is that, um, you know, the old the old story was that if you were able to play well and you put together a band and the band sounded great uh, and you decided that this was going to be your future, uh, you know, without original songs, you'd end up Thursday nights at the Holiday Inn Lounge. With original songs, you'll end up at Thursday night at the Holiday Inn Lounge but sending out a lot of demo records to potential agents who might want to book you. So it's a very rare musical endeavor that succeeds in great wealth and unfortunately and and because i think many of them deserve it unfortunately that's the case for a lot of people they are led down the path uh to follow their passion and their passion leads to uh, other parts of their life just not working that well
0: which which is it's sad (laughs) why why can't you follow your passion and everything work out perfectly
1: please tell me mitch well, for certain people, sure. Again, it depends on what your passion is. If your passion is is medicine, <laughs> you know, if your passion is accounting, uh, odds are you'll you'll have a job. And if you're a doctor of some sort, then you'll have a good job. Uh, you may not like the life after years of practicing, but again, if it's your passion and if you know that you're giving to others and you're contributing to the lives of others, then it makes it worthwhile. So I, I'd say that. It all depends on what you truly believe is your calling. And, and for some of us, we don't know what that is. We have to go find it. Another approach, I'll tell you the approach that I took. The approach I took was, yes, I have passions. Photography, as I mentioned, was one of mine. But I also decided that if I realized that I probably was not going to be the next Mick Jagger uh, as I was playing in my little high school rock band, uh, I needed a way to make a living and a good living too, because I wanted to enjoy life. So I determined that the best way to do that is through having a business. And I spent some years searching for the right type of business to start. Uh, and then all of a sudden it all, all of, all at once came to me and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I set up a small company to do it. Um, and in fact, it wasn't the first time I tried, I had tried it many other times, but in this particular case, uh, I had a partner, uh, had a great partner who was my technology guy, and I was the management guy. So job definition was you write the code and I'll do everything else. And that worked out.
0: That's a that's a good uh, operation right there. When, when you've got two people that are gifted at what they do, and they come together to form a, a kind of a
1: union, if you will. It's kind of like a marriage, isn't it? It is. And I didn't really know what I was good at. I did know that I was good at selling, but I didn't know what else I was good at. I didn't know anything about running a business, but I also realized that I was, I was a smart person and I could figure it out. A lot of smart people out there, they could figure it out too, but most people are afraid to make mistakes so they don't even try. And that's really what separates a successful business founder from someone who might call themselves an entrepreneur, but never really get it going.
0: You know, one time you worked for a guy that I think everybody knows who his name is, and he is one of the giants in the self-help movement, and And mm-hmm. his name is Tony Robbins. Yep. And what is it like uh, getting to know Tony Robbins? Is he as interesting a fellow as I think he is?
1: More than you can imagine. Uh, Tony is one of the most generous individuals I've ever met. He would stop to help anybody. Uh, under almost any circumstances. He is known to everyone who knows him as uh, a a man of passion and compassion. He feeds nearly a million people a year with his charitable efforts. He has a finger in about a hundred different companies worth collectively over $12 billion. Uh, So he's smart, he's compassionate, he's loving, He's a great leader, and he has a brilliant strategic mind. Uh, and he was no different than the way you see him uh, live on stage as he is in private. He's friendly, he's open, and he's always there for you if you're his friend. And I had the privilege of being his friend and his business partner for five years. You
0: you did really quite well with him and with, with the work that, that you guys were doing together.
1: We did. Yeah, we took a little business... From just about a jump start to almost 30 million in revenue in about five years. And we really only stopped because our partner, Chet Holmes, passed away. And when Chet passed, uh, Chet was my best friend in the world. And so when he passed, I was devastated and felt like I needed a break. And that's when I told Tony that I would be um, stepping aside uh uh and and finding my place in this world all over again as i've done over and over again in my life
0: and you're also an author and you're a podcaster and i don't know when you have all the time to do everything that you do
1: (laughs) well uh don't tell anybody but i'm deep into a science fiction trilogy novel that i'm writing as well and uh it's uh that's
0: different it is,
1: uh, but it, you know, we talked a minute ago about passion. well, i feel I feel inspired to write this novel, and I have n- no um, professional experience uh, writing novels. I've written three business books, uh, and they've been you know they've been modestly successful. none of them have been, you know best sellers and you know making gobs of money or anything but but business books are a mechanism for helping people get to know you, which is why I wrote them. But it's also a way of solidifying the processes that you've created and making sure that you truly understand them in the best way possible. Because as they say, the best way to learn something is to teach it and books are a great way to do that.
0: So some people would say, well, you know, that's not in your wheelhouse being able to write science fiction. And some people would not do it because it's, it's uncomfortable. Was it uncomfortable for you or did you feel like you could fall right into it?
1: You know, I haven't really, um, had an aversion to trying new things. Uh, You know, some people might say I've had six different, completely independent careers over the course of my life uh, because I don't mind trying new things. I don't mind having a beginner's mindset. So when I started to write this book, it came through an inspiration of sorts. And I just decided that even just if it was nothing more than fun, I would start writing. And it all came... On a vacation with my daughter, uh, who uh, back then she was she was just barely uh, 17 years old. Uh, and, um, and we were on Nantucket Island for vacation. and I woke up, I actually was startled as I got out of bed with this blinding vision of a story that I wanted to immediately capture. And so I grabbed the notepad and started working on trying to capture this fleeting story, almost a dream, if you will, and I did. And then I told her to go to the beach while I worked on it for the rest of the day. And I did. And that was the beginning of of my my endeavor to create this. And there'd be periods of time where I wouldn't touch it for a while. And then other times when I was furiously uh, 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 flowing and decided I would capture that and and continue working on my story. And so right now I'm in that stage of where I'm really active and and the story is coming to me very intuitively. So I'm just capturing it the best that I can.
0: I think that, that when you get a hit like that, it's really important that you're getting a message from, from somewhere. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly where, but you're getting a message from somewhere that this is what you should be doing that somebody or that, that, someone or something believes that this is something that you should really be attacking. Uh, and people do that with music and they get what they call downloads of, of a, a song just appears in their head or, or whatever. And, and um, the same thing happened to you with the
1: book. Yeah. Would you, is that how you would describe it? Uh, I would, I, I would say it's a download and it's a continuous download. In fact, I get pieces of the story, which I don't understand, but I write down anyway. And then later, the rest of the story fills itself in. So for me, it's very much in a sense a very intuitive process. And I'm really enjoying the creative energy that flows from that. It makes you feel it, it really is energizing, isn't it, it? That's right. It makes me feel alive when I write and it makes me feel It it brings me a lot of joy to allow creativity to flow through me this way for sure.
0: So is that, do you think, a more important component of success, which is um, feeling feeling successful and feeling
1: energized by what you're doing? Well, well, sure. I mean, the opposite is not feeling successful, not feeling energized, uh, and then feeling like you can't. So, you know, Henry Ford once said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And, and that really comes down to the truth. If you think you can, then you can. If you think you can't, then you can't. So if you say, well, I don't have enough experience to start a business, well, then you can't. But if you say, you know what, I don't care how much experience I have. I feel the desire to start a business and I have an idea I think is worth pursuing. Well, then you can and you will. And if you have the ability to push through those false starts like all of us have all the time, then you will finally get to the the what I would call the the uh, the vein of gold, and you'll be able to mine it from there. And that is, in my opinion, the best way to get started. Now you might say that if you know if you are funded by a venture capital firm and you got gobs of money and you know you could pay everybody who joins you, well that's great. That's not most of us. Most of us start with either nothing or next to nothing. Scrape together the funds while working full time. I'll get enough in the bank to just basically and barely get started and then we start working what i call half days so what's a half day you start at um at eight in the morning and you get up and you go to your job you're done by five you come home and you work till midnight or so on your on your hustle on your side hustle as long as you're maintaining a viable job living for your family while working on your vision and passion business at night then there's nothing wrong with that. That is how you set up and how you start to experiment in the business world. And that's where you can get some guidance and really get focused.
0: Now you do a, you've done a podcast and you do, you do a lot of media. yep um, There's a lot of media out there. Um, and it makes it difficult for a, a small a channel or a small uh, uh, station like mine or a, a radio show like mine to really break through Um so I, said, since I have you here, I thought I, thought I might ask: um, How do you? If how would you recommend if somebody were to come to you and say, "Look, I got a great idea for a radio show. I think I've got the voice to do it. I think I've got the things that I need to do it." What would you suggest that they do?
1: I would take a completely different approach. Uh, if they came to me with that and said said it the way you just did, I would say. Well, tell me what you do for what's your business i wouldn't ask them about their podcast at all and 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 they would tell me well uh we sell tires i mean i'm making this up we 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 have we have a retail location we sell tires they said okay great so now tell me about your show oh i have this vision i want to interview skateboarders or i want to interview people who clean the beach at night or something i mean that i would then say to them well how does that relate to your business and they say well it doesn't this is my passion i want to interview people who uh you know and and, I, and my answer to them is well well that's fine but if it doesn't support your life and it doesn't support your business then the show won't have much purpose and therefore it will start to become an expense that you sooner or later decide not to justify any longer and so my idea is simply to if you're going to start a show and you feel like you have what it takes to be a podcaster then start by aligning it with your current business.
0: Does that make mean- sense? It, it, it does It does perfectly, except for the fact that, as an example, I grew up in the restaurant business. Right. Um, and I was a general manager of a restaurant. I was in food service sales and was a national food service manager for a poultry company and stuff. I don't see very many podcasts talking about uh, poultry sales or, or, or food service sales.
1: Well, I beg to differ. What you do see a lot of shows about are are restaurants and food and eating and enjoying food and staying healthy with food. There's so many ways to podcast about food. And by the way, if you are describing uh, the type of food that you like and you are bringing guests on your show that would ideally be those folks who would support what you're doing, then people would know about you and you'd become locally maybe – uh, well-known and your restaurant would get more traffic as a result. So I, I think what's important to understand here is that podcasting is a vehicle. It's not a thing. So my podcast, I have over 350 episodes. Every one of my shows has a purpose and it, you know, I don't always hit the purpose exactly, but I mean, I, my core business is building certification programs for larger organizations And those programs are expensive to build. You need at least a thousand clients in your business before you could justify the expense of hiring me and building a certification program that's going to be scalable and pay you back in seven to 10 days after you launch it. Well, what I decided to do is create a podcast called Your First Thousand Clients and attract CEOs who already have a thousand clients or more and share their journey with my audience who, by the way, wants to have a thousand clients. So now you can see everything fits together in a very nice little box that says every person I bring on as a guest is a potential client. Every person who's listening to the show might someday be a potential client. And I get to share my transformations with my audience. I get to celebrate the success of my guests. And at the same time, I put my guests in a position to feel really, really grateful that I was able to avail them of all of the publicity that my show might get them. So do you see how all of this stuff starts to fit together? Uh, yes, I, yes, sir, I do. But what happens if,
0: as an example, you had a epiphany mm-hmm. or you had a download? And what if I? what if my download was, I want you to create a show called Positive Talk Radio that will celebrate people and bring people together and to help people live their lives a little bit better? How would you? How would you monetize that?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, we, we, I think you and I had a little bit of this conversation once before. Probably Kevin, did. <laughs> yeah. And 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 here's what it comes down to, Kevin. There's nothing wrong with the show you have. I think it's great, and I love the fact that it's positive because there's not enough of that in the world as we know. Uh, but ultimately, if um, if it's not supporting a financial effort, a business that you're behind, then it's just a hobby. And there's nothing wrong with having a hobby. Like I told you, photography is my hobby, uh, but it's not going to make me money. So I know in advance that you know when I go and buy a a three thousand dollar camera, um, it's generally it, uh, it's for my hobby. It's not ever going to have a return on investment. Well, but and if, that's
0: yeah, I get that.
1: That's okay. true. Okay. So so the whole idea is that if you're able to in advance understand how your show fits into the bigger picture. can could still be a passion. I mean, but now what you want to do is find a way to get that show to bring you ideal clients. See, right now we live in a noisy world. You alluded to that earlier. Well, in a noisy world, that means that messages are very hard to convey to people. You know, they used to say you need four to six impressions before someone even notices you. I don't think it's anywhere near four to six. I think it's 10 to 20 at this point. I agree, And and so realistically, if you're going to spend all that money and you're going to put all that effort in and you're going to be noticed for something, it might might as well be something that you specialize in and something that supports the the core creativity or transformation that you cause in others, whatever that might be. And if it's not and if you're not doing that and you're not being paid for that, well, that's another story you need to maybe uh, figure that out or hire a coach to help you figure that out. But the bottom line is that we don't do things long term that don't support us. It's that simple. I mean, whatever means that it may support you in, as I said before, Tony gives away millions of meals. Why? Because it makes him feel good. It nothing more. It makes him feel good. It makes him feel good to make a difference in this world and he can afford it. So it's not a problem. Uh, if you're running a podcast called positive talk radio and you could afford to run it as a hobby for the rest of your life, well, God bless you. You should, but ultimately if you're putting the effort into a show and it was connected to your business and it was bringing your ideal prospects directly into your guest seat and you were having positive, meaningful conversations about how you could work together after the interview, well, for heaven's sakes, that supports the whole thing.
0: I couldn't couldn't agree more. As a matter of fact, I'm now being, I'm now remembering the previous conversation that we had, and uh, and it, it, you are you are spot on, because that that is what you need to be able to do. Um it really is. By the way, we're talking with Mitch Russo. He is a business. Um, I was going to say god but that's not appropriate. I was going to he's he's, he's, he's very good at put, at being a business coach and he can help you uh, design your business in a in a way to get traction and to get things going for you. He's very bright. You've been you've been doing this for a while and you do a lot of really interesting things. Thank um, you. and if somebody wants to contact you they can go to
1: MitchRusso.com? They sure can. MitchRusso.com is a great way to contact me.
0: And you can, and he's got a bunch of programs that you can take advantage of, including media, which I was looking at of of ways to, um, to bring people together and and to create a media uh, a media empire, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you are really sensational. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that, and also um, some of the other aspects of what you do uh, to help people. I'll uh, learn how to operate their businesses more effectively and to scale them up from the small mom and pop that they may have today until to a, a a business of note that's got 30 40 50 people working for them and is doing doing really well i know that you've done that as well too and you have a lot of people do that mm-hmm. you're listening to positive talk radio we need to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more with mitch russo stay with us please hey ptr loyal listener first thanks for being in my dream and second i have a new concept in business to share with you it's called socialpreneurship so what's that well it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world km media is such a company We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio.
2: When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash hour-store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald and Mitch Russo is with us. And Mitch, I got to ask you then if, if creating a podcast and a media company and a voiceover company all at the same time together do, do I have a shot at success at that.
1: Well, of course, I mean, again, the whole idea is what is the business model? You know, how are you going to use that to make money? Uh, If you say, well, I have a voiceover company. Great. How are you reaching people who need your services? How are you doing so economically? How are you charging? What are you selling? I mean, once you put the whole plan together, And it's clear in your mind, um, I think from there, you can then start to flesh it out and make it work. There are a lot of companies with great ideas that spend a lot of money to try to acquire their ideal client, but then it doesn't work. And then they just wasted a lot of money. So the way I started, and I didn't start this way because I wanted to, I started this way because I had to, is I used PR to attract my ideal client first that's how I figured out what my ideal client was. Uh, truly, uh, that's how I figured it out. And once I realized what and who my ideal client was, then after generating revenue from PR, I was able to supplement those PR efforts with a small ad budget and then scale it from there. So altogether, there's nothing wrong with what anybody does. I mean, there have been people making millions of dollars with dog walking businesses. I don't mean just walking the dog. I mean, organizing a franchise of dog walking businesses is a multimillion dollar company. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you have a plan to scale. And that means understanding the components of scaling as well. Does that help? Yeah, it does help.
0: And I, I, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that greatly. I'll quit begging now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we'll, and we'll you, you, have been doing this for a long time in your roots. What is it about you that makes you different than some of the other folks that, that have been working and working and working and not achieving the successes you have?
1: Well, I, I don't think that that's a fair question uh, because how would someone know it's different? I don't know the other people. So how could I possibly say what's different? I could only tell you about me and I could tell you about whatever progress I've made compared to the me of last year or 10 years ago. But I could never compare myself to another person because I don't know. Remember now, I would be comparing my insides to their outsides anyway, and that's never a good comparison. Good So So my perspective is I'll tell you anything you want to know about me, how I got here, but I don't know what other people are like inside
0: okay so how did you get here Did you, you started at a very young age and, and i was reading or listening to you and didn't you start with somebody because you were in the northeast i assume uh when you when you grew uh, yeah, up that's and,
1: right yep
0: and, and you started with a a um a snow shoveling
1: service that's right I think. right so so i had a uh i grew up in a i, I would call it a a middle class a lower middle class household where my mom and dad struggled constantly to put food on the table we drove a very old car we only had one car family and and um i got a very meager allowance but i wanted more than my allowance could pay for so uh as soon as i was able to i mean like the earliest possible age i figured out how i could make money on my own and um and that first job was washing the neighbor's car for a quarter and so I started doing things like that. And I kept finding new ways to go around the neighborhood and solicit my neighbors to pay me to do something for them. Uh, so that really was kind of, okay, well, I, I want something I can't afford with my current allowance. How do I get it? And then, of course, I reached the age uh, where I determined that I was going to be um, a rock and roll legend. At the age of 13, I reached that decision and decided that if I'm going to become a rock and roll legend, I'm going to need a guitar. <laughs> so at that point, <laughs> I started saving for a guitar and taking guitar lessons courtesy of my mom, who paid for them. Uh, and then finally, uh, two, two and a half years later, well, it was it was almost 15 months later, I was able to buy the guitar, which was a Gibson SG standard for one hundred and twenty four dollars and fifty cents which was all I had saved uh, in almost a year. And I had only enough for the guitar itself, not even the case for the the guitar. So I walked out of the guitar store with a guitar in a paper bag. (laughs) So, and I didn't have an amplifier. I, I don't even know if I had a pick. I think the salesman felt bad and gave me a pick. But I mean, so I started that way and I had to earn every single thing I got. And that was a lesson that my courtesy of my folks, my parents, uh, who always told me that you get the best education you can and work hard as you can. And, you know, and for me, Kevin, it was really all a matter of just being focused on getting what I wanted and what I wanted changed over the years. It, you know, as a little boy. I, w- I wanted a guitar. I wanted, you know, I wanted to take my friends and go out to eat. I wanted to, you know, have a date. I wanted to spend money on some things that all kids wanted. But as I got older and I was moving out of my parents' house uh, and I said, well, you know what? I never really figured how I'm going to pay to have a roof over my head, how to have my own car, how to you know, basically pay my own insurance and you know phone bill and all those things. And that's when I got motivated to really understand that process, just like all of us do. And finally, I decided early on, I said, you know what? I don't like being an employee. In fact, I'm a kind of terrible employee. Um, I don't really do well listening to others and taking direction and, you know, people really shouldn't hire me. I I don't think it's a good idea for them. So uh, knowing that this was a disability of mine, I decided the only real path is to start something of my own and try and make it work. So at 17 years old, I created a rock band and, uh, and, um, you know, I forced my friends who didn't want to practice to practice so that we got good enough to play a set and get some gigs. And through that, we learned the business of promoting and public relations and, and then follow-up and customer service and pricing and price experimentation. I mean, name of the band, we already had a deficit. The name of the band was absolutely free. Now, think about how hard it is to get work when the name of your band is absolutely free. People say, yeah, we'd love to hire you. We didn't want to pay anything anyway. Said, well, no, no no wait a second that's not the price that's the name of the band. So, you know, we, we had some obstacles to overcome to overcome. So, but but all of this came, you know, at an early age for me and you know, I didn't have anybody to give me an example my my dad was a fantastic entrepreneur. He opened up candy stores uh, all over Manhattan. And so he would take me to work with him and I'd sell in his store. And he put me out on the street with baskets on the holidays and we'd sell baskets on Easter's with a little stand that we erected out of his trunk on the holidays. So selling for me was quite natural. I got it. That wasn't a problem, but the rest of it, I had to figure out just like everybody.
0: It's interesting. How many times did, would you say in your career that you have failed?
1: Whew. Uh, I, I failed so many times. I don't even know where I couldn't even begin to count them. I mean, Uh, And that's not all the times that I've asked girls on dates and didn't get any, those are a lot of failures there too. So, um, you know, let's just go back to the business failures, several dozen business failures. And some of them quite recent too. It's not like that. Oh, now I got it right. And I'm going to get it right every time. No.
0: So your advice is even if you fail, the only, the only way you lose is to quit.
1: Well, I mean, the, the, exactly. The guy who started Federal Express. His name is Fred Smith. He's legendary for having started such an incredible business. He failed too. In fact, his first business idea came in the form of a master's thesis, which he turned into his thesis instructor and got a C. So he went back to the instructor and said, well, I don't understand. I thought this was such a great idea. Why did I get a C? And he says, well, Fred, let's take a look at this thing you call Federal Express. And what the business idea was is that back then it took seven days to clear a check at a bank. You may remember when paper checks needed to be sent to the issuing bank to be cleared and then the money transferred. Well, Fred's idea was to load up planes with with the check processing equipment and load up unprocessed checks in every city across the country, fly them all to a hub and in the process of, of flying in flight, process the checks, get to the hub, transfer them to planes going back to the cities they were issued in, and now the check processing process was cut down to not one day, not, not two days, not seven days, but instantly, overnight. And that's where the idea for FedEx came, except one small problem that Fred figured out with the help of his thesis instructor. The equipment and the checks weigh more than the planes can carry. Small problem. So what are yeah. you supposed to do? So so he got a fail on that one. But the instructor said to him, you know, it's it's clever, and I see why you did it, but the brilliance here is not in processing checks. The brilliance is in the hubs. You figured something out here. Now figure out exactly how to use that idea of the hubs to – To create another business. And then he went back to that same thesis instructor with the idea of package delivery. So, well, how about if we collect packages all over the country, fly them to a hub, separate them and send them back out to planes and be able to deliver things positively uh, overnight when you have to?
0: You know, and there would there would be a lot of people that would say that if somebody came up with that idea, well, you know, that's what the U.S. Post Office does, and they and they've been around for a long time, and they probably do that better than you'll ever be able to do it. He decided not to take no for an answer, and he figured it out, right? Yeah, that's 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 an incredible story. Well, uh,
1: it, it, it's part of what's part of what I think every entrepreneur with a successful business has gone through. Everyone.
0: And they're able to turn it into. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a there's a young lady that's going to call us in a few minutes because I wanted her to to talk to you a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. she she is a music teacher, and so I know that you'll appreciate that she's also in a rock band. Mm-hmm. But, but she also uh, um, is a music teacher. And then COVID hit. What do you do when COVID hits and you can't have kids uh, anymore? So and and so she she changed fundamentally changed her business model into she now hires coaches and teachers to teach kids. And her age group is like six years old and under. It really is a remarkable thing.
1: Well, of course, but, but I'm sure, as you know, um, she just moved the whole business to zoom and now she still can work with clients. I mean, I work with coaches all the time over zoom and I think it's great. And I think if she hasn't already done, I'm, I'm sure she has actually uh, you know, it's a very viable way to have a business.
0: Yeah. Well, how do you think that Zoom has changed everything? And what do you think AI is going to do to everything?
1: Well, I mean, there's a, just there's so much, you know, mystery around the future of AI. Uh, my opinion is that AI is 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 something, it's, just, it's something to be utilized. I think it's a resource. And I think coaches can use it. I think business owners can use it. Uh, I was working with a client, um, and I, I have no familiarity with his particular marketplace. Uh, and he says, well, I'd like to create a course around, you know, his particular market is alchemy. So I said, well, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know much about alchemy, but give me a minute. And I went over to chat GPT and typed, uh, please create a outline for a course about alchemy. And in less than 30 seconds, I had a complete four page outline of a course about alchemy. And I said, oh, here you go. And I just sent it over to him and he was blown away. Uh, and so I think AI has an incredible place in the world, but it's not done evolving. It's only just begun. And you know, these large language models, which is what chat GPT is, is really at its infancy. And there's so many applications for it. Unfortunately, there's lots of applications for its misuse too. Uh, I heard a story about dads being called and told that their children were kidnapped And that the scammers had used uh, AI to duplicate their voices and make it sound like they had held them captive, only to get them to empty their bank accounts when those children were home safe. But they couldn't call because the kidnappers wouldn't let them release them from the call. So there's, you know, everything that comes along can be used and abused. I mean, look at the internet, perfect example. Uh, When it came along, uh, we found many, many, many uses for it, including what we're doing right now. But it's also been abused and it's been abused badly, scamming people and and, you know, spamming people and all those things as well.
0: And it's an interesting time that we are coming up with for the next year or two as things begin to evolve. And and I'm hoping hopeful that people can use it uh, for good as intended um, so that so that we can do some more things, especially where healthcare is concerned. And uh, and maybe coming up with some new treatments for things that that take a lot of time to develop mm-hmm. that may be able to do a little bit faster. Agreed. That that would be really good. Mitch Russo is our guest. And uh, if you go to Mitch dot com, that's R-U-S-S-O dot com. And I would encourage you to contact him and to talk to him about about your business or and. Work with him because he can he can take you to a different place. He already he, he in the short term that we time that we've worked together today. He's also given me a bunch of ideas for my own business that that I can utilize. So I want to thank you for that.
1: Mitch. My pleasure, of course. And you
0: you're you're a great guy, and I've also got a great gal on the line that I just met uh, fairly recently. But she's doing something this summer that I wholeheartedly agree with and want to want to support. And um, uh, Brittany, are you there?
2: Hi. Yes, I am. Hi, Kevin.
0: Hi there. And this is Mitch that we're talking with as well.
2: Hi, hi, Mitch. How are you?
0: I'm good, Brittany. Nice to meet you.
2: Yeah. And
0: and Brittany, tell us what you're doing for the summer uh, for kids from uh, 6 to 13, which I think is a wonderful idea if you can develop like a summer camp for kids um, uh, throughout the summer
2: yeah so um actually, it's for ages three through thirteen we We really' oh, widened the age um the age gap there because we wanted it to be something that uh families who have siblings could could enroll both of their siblings in so so yes, um, uh, my company put piano has partnered with the Stepping stone Kids Academy in Redmond. And we are putting on weekend um, summer camps. And these are STEAM themed, which I, I love that S T E A M, STEAM themed. That's um, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And uh, this is, uh, you can enroll in any one of them. You don't have to do all of them. They're every Saturday and Sunday, June and July, or sorry, July and August, not in June, July and August. And yeah, we, um, we wanted siblings to be able to come in, and I wanted it to be something really fun for, uh, for families to, to do, especially families that had already a lot of plans in the summer or maybe couldn't do uh, summer camps, or maybe families who had one kid who could do one and one who couldn't. So um, these camps have all different themes, from art and music to science and robotics and wildlife and magic. And on all of the days, we have special guests. So um, we have magicians and ballerinas coming in, mermaids and rock stars. <laughs> Speaking a, a little bit, um, maybe for myself there, I'm coming in to teach some, some singing on one of the days, which is really going to be fun for me. And uh, I'm also got Woodland Park Zoo coming in and Kids Quest is coming in three times and uh, Seattle Astronomical Society and just. Earlier today, uh, I landed a great puppetry event. So we're still building, we're still growing, and I'm really excited to be uh, to be offering this to our community here in Redmond and the Eastside Seattle.
0: You know, uh, Mitch is a former rock star. Did, did he? No. <laughs> oh.
2: Is that so? Tell me I, all about I, it.
1: <laughs> I am a legend in my own mind. I'll have you know. So yes, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I, I had a rock band in high school. So yes, we, uh, Kevin and I were ta- talking a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we did for my little band is we found ways to promote it. So, uh, yeah. as uh, be- before we were old enough to drive, we were probably the highest paid high school rock band in the area, uh, commanding well over 500 a night to play back in
2: 1970. So, yeah. Good for you. That, you. that is amazing. Yeah. What was the yeah. name of your band?
1: Absolutely free. That was the name of absolutely my band.
2: Absolutely free! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a great name.
1: Well, you know, yeah. it's a rare person who would recognize where that name comes from. Does do you have any idea? Being
2: absolutely unre- free. No, I don't.
1: It was the name of Frank Zappa's first Mothers of Invention album. Absolutely oh, free. Oh
2: my goodness! Wow, that is incredible. You are correct. You know, I I had the the great opportunity of playing for um, the the Zappa. Um, now, now I'm trying to to remember the name, but they're the the na- the national Zappa cover band, like the the only one that was um uh what what's the word not <laughs> not ordained but but um, that that worked with Frank Zappa himself. We had the great honor of working with them. That is really really cool. What a cool connection. Absolutely free. That's amazing. So-
1: yeah, you could take your camp, for example, and like you said, you had a rock star coming. Well, there's a great opportunity for publicity. You could start issuing press releases and sending them to your local newspapers and radio stations and then calling on the phone and saying, hey, I just sent you a great a notice about uh, you know this rock star who's coming to our camp, and he's going to be there. He'd love to meet your, your listeners, uh, maybe even get them yeah. to sponsor the camp, maybe even get them to publicize the camp as a as a, um, as a public, uh, uh as, as an announcement on, you know, as, as a service to the community. So there's lots of great things hey. that you could do.
2: Hey, all great ideas. Way Ooh, ahead of I feel you, like Mitch. I should have had a business camp and, and had you come in. <laughs> you're, you're a wealth of information. Thank you.
0: Of course. Uh, way ahead of you, Mitch. We're sponsoring, uh, her, uh, or summer uh, uh camp that's, and, beautiful that's
2: right yeah. we were just in the conversations kevin and i that's i'm smiling on the other end going wow i i must be taking some steps right because kevin and i were just in the conversation that you were talking about there Mitt. that's, so, thank that's you.
1: great yeah fantastic
0: and yeah. she's part of the uh, local rock band who's got national roots they just uh they just passed two million uh um um not downloads but spotify,
2: uh, spotify streams for our, streams, our most recent album streams. yeah oh, wonderful yeah we did we did
0: That's our so
2: yeah.
0: good fight so, yeah so and we yeah britney i have to finish up with mitch but yes. if somebody wants to contact you about getting and 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 getting into the uh, summer camp how do they do it
2: yes yes so if you go to dot pipsqueakpiano.com. That's P-I-P-S-Q-U-E-A-K piano.com. And just scroll down the page a little bit. You'll see proud sponsor of STEAM Summer Camps. You can click right there. That'll have all of the information, the FAQ, everything you would need to know, including the registration button and ev- and everything about each camp. So please go there. It's www.pipsqueakpiano.com. Scroll down the page. You'll find it.
0: And Brittany, thank you so much. If you are a parent who, you know, I don't know about um, you, Mitch, but you, when the kids get to, into July and into August, they get bored. They need to have something to That's go great. do. And and if you could do this on a weekend, that would be that would be great fun. So go to Pipsqueak. Pipsqueak what?
2: <laughs> Pipsqueak piano.
0: Uh, very good, Brittany. Thank you so much. And and uh, I'm glad that we're going to have a chance to work together
2: yeah thanks kevin i'll talk to
0: you later have a great day great day so uh mitch thank you thank you for allowing me to do that in the middle of our interview oh not a problem it's your show (laughs) i know but but i honor i honor you for for coming here and you're going to be on my show next week as well i believe or the week after one of the two and i really really do appreciate who you are and that you are really helping working to help people achieve their dreams and the tree achieve what they what they really would like to be able to do with some real down-to-earth instruction which is really which is really needed
1: thank you very much kevin i do appreciate it
0: we've just got a couple of minutes left i would like you to be able to tell our audience you know one of the things that I know that podcasters do is we can get on a rant. Sometimes we don't allow you to talk and to tell our audience whatever it is that you would like to know. And you're such a wealth of information. I would love for you to be able to tell um, our audience that's listening today anything you'd like them to know.
1: Well, I'd like, I'd like your audience to know that if you choose to continue and never give up, you will be successful. There's no reason why you can't be. It only takes hard work and determination, and you could do it, and there's no reason not to. So my belief is that everyone has in them a great idea and can pursue it. If they stay focused, if you stay focused on this great idea, and if you get organized and you start to do some promotion and you don't spend a lot of money trying, you'll discover what your niche is. And when you find it, you can aim your product or service directly at that and just keep going. There's a wealth of information on my show, Your First Thousand Clients. There's over 350 interviews of business owners who succeeded in building a sizable company. And uh, I think for me, it's been a privilege to sort of attend uh, university level courses just by interviewing these people. Uh, and as many as I have, I feel like I've gained so much from being the the interviewer in this, in this environment. And you, as a listener, will gain as having uh, the availability of these amazing lessons at your fingertips. So that's a place that you could learn as well. There's so many other places, but the most important thing is to stay focused. Have a job, support your family. Of course, I don't need to tell you that, but don't give up on working on your side hustle. It's easier to, you know, kick back and watch Netflix or go grab a beer with the, with the guys after work, but it's harder to go home and work on your business. And in the long run, that's what's going to pay off at the, at the highest level. And I'm a real advocate of people helping themselves. I don't like the idea of, of waiting around for things to happen. I like the idea of making things happen. So I guess my message is go out there and start making things happen.
0: And again we've been talking with Mitch Russo and I want to thank you sir. It's I've really enjoyed it. And by the way, you are a really good podcaster. I just want you to know that.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
0: And I I hope that I haven't sucked too badly. So
1: um, <laughs> No, you did great. So
0: <laughs> I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. Mitchrusso.com. Um go talk to him if you've if you've got a passion in your heart, he can help you figure out how to make it work so that it you can you can live your passion and also make money at it at the same time which if you don't your passion goes away because you can't <laughs> do it so thank you mitch it's been a pleasure and by the way just so everybody knows be kind to one another because you know each other's all we've got we'll see you next time